You're listening to Perry Noble's Thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. For daily insight, please check out perrynoble.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, the first of 2012. We're excited Woo-hoo! to bring, uh, continue to bring this podcast from Perry Noble and his thoughts on leadership uh, this year. And so today, before we get into today's topic, and the topic is leadership, there's a price to pay. But before we get to discussing that, I just wanted to remind everybody out there, there are a few spots, I think 230 spots left for Unleash. We were able to sell out, or we did sell out, our main auditorium, but we do have a, a video venue on site that is an awesome experience, and those tickets are going fast, too. The date for that's March the 8th, and the tickets are $49, and again, there's about 230 tickets left. Perry, what would you want to add for those last few people out there that might make it to Unleash? Oh, it's, I mean, it's going to be the best year ever, and I say that every year, and I'm right every year, because we... You know, every year we take the evaluations. We know there's areas to improve in. We make some improvements. And every year, it's our goal to serve church leaders and volunteers and staff members the best that we can. And so this year, it's going to be the best year ever. So if you've came to Unleash before and you're thinking about skipping out this year, bad idea. Bad idea. You should be here. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Don't miss out. Again, just 230 tickets or so left. Don't miss out. If you go to the video venue... The lunch that's free, all the breakouts. Chick-fil-A, Christian chicken. That's right. They're all available to you, so um, make sure you get your tickets right away. And it's priced where you can bring volunteers, a lot of staff, so don't miss out on that. Also, one more announcement I wanted to make uh, today is on January 29th, our band, the New Spring Worship Band, is releasing our next, our newest CD release, all original music. It is awesome. It'll be available on iTunes and through other uh, venues to get that uh, on January 29th. So you want to make sure you get that, serve your church with it as well. It is amazing. I never knew polka could be used for worship and glory. We're bringing it back. It's awesome. Bringing it back. I'm just kidding about the polka. It's it's a great CD, though. Yeah, that's right. It it is. It's awesome. It is. uh, It's new spring music. It is rock and roll music that's useful to your church, edifying to your heart, and something that everybody needs a copy of. So do not miss out on that. Well, with that, let's jump in uh, to today's topic. Leadership, there's a price to pay. Perry, I know the idea of leadership costing you something is something that you are particularly passionate about. And before we get into the questions, I thought I would give you an opportunity to give our listeners uh, an idea of why this thing, this topic is so important to you. Well, one of the reasons, Shane, this is important to me, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, is there seems to be an entitlement mindset and in the church today, and I see it creeping in leadership, where we think that everything should be given to us. You should just give it to me. Um, uh, the, where we learned this, where I saw this for the first time, really, and noticed it, is when we we first started doing Unleash. And for the first several years, I think the first five years, it was 39 bucks. And $39 for a conference, and this year's $49, it's, it's cheap. I mean, it's just really cheap. And there were people calling going, I'm a church planner, and I don't have any money, and can you let me, can you let me come for free? And I'm thinking, it's $39. And listen, I know, listen, when you talk, to, when you talk about people falling on hard times, in high school I had my furniture repossessed. I know what it's like to not have anything. But $39 for a conference – the thing I've discovered about a leader is if they're not willing to pay $39 for, to come to something that they think they're going to benefit from, they're probably not leading anything worth following in the first place. Because 
Um, leadership, it, it, it just always costs to do something great for God. Show me anywhere in the Scripture where anyone did anything significant for God and they did not have to pay a price. Um, we'll, we'll just start with Jesus um, and work our way down. That's always a great place to start. Jesus didn't say, I'm the Son of God, I'm entitled, give me worship. He went to the cross and paid the price. He did not ask for the church planter discount. He did not say, well, I, you know, i got a group of 12 or more here, and they're all coming with me. He literally gave it all. And so if you want to do something great for God, it's going to cost something. You don't just get to sit around and hold your hand out and say, hey, give me something. Well, with that, I thought it would be interesting uh, with the first question, just for you to share with our listeners, tell me when you first encountered personally this idea that leadership is going to cost you something. Um, honestly, the, the person that taught me this, um, that I learned it from, just kind of watching him and listening to his story, was John Maxwell, um, who, who I think God loaned John Maxwell his voice because he has the most amazing voice in the world. That's a great voice. Perry. Anyway, so he... Um, I went to a seminar in 1996 that him and Bill Hybels were, were doing together at Hickory Grove Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the title of the seminar was Leading and Communicating to Change Lives. I'd never really heard that much about John Maxwell, and everything I'd ever heard about Bill Hybels was bad. He was criticized by my church buddies who um, I would later found out Bill Hybels had more people in his bathroom than they had in their entire church. So I went to this thing, and um. John Maxwell did this thing called the Enjoy Life Club, and it was uh, it was a le- it was leadership teaching on tape, cassette tape. Some of you do not even know what those are. Cassette tapes. You could sign up for the Enjoy Life Club. It cost ten dollars a month. That's one hundred twenty dollars a year. But if you signed up, you got uh, a cassette tape every month with John Maxwell teaching leadership to his staff at Skyline Wesleyan Church in San Diego. And I remember standing in the lobby of Hickory Grove Baptist Church thinking, I don't have the money to do this. Uh, at the time, I was making $16,000 a year. That was a full-time salary and uh, in a church because a lot of churches' attitudes are, if God, if you'll keep them humble, we'll keep them poor. And so I was, I was there. But, Shane, I never will forget the decision that day. Um, leadership is going to cost me something. And this, I didn't see it as paying a price. I saw it more as making an investment. And so that day, I signed up for the for the Enjoy Life Club, um, and I, I literally paid $120 that I did not have. Um, I literally didn't know where I was going to get the money, um, but John Maxwell literally mentored me in 1996, in 1997, in 1998, and I, like every year I re-signed up for it. I've still got the cassette tapes. I still remember lessons that I learned, which I look back now, it literally helped me plant New Spring Church. But it came because I, di- I didn't walk up to John and say, hey, I'm thinking about planting a church one day. Can you give me a tape subscription? I was like, no, I'm going to pay the price. The, the second place that that falls into with the church is, once again, John Maxwell was holding a conference in, in uh, Spartanburg in 1999. And when our core team was meeting, we, we, didn't, we didn't have hardly anything at all. But I remember when our core team was meeting, I bought all of our quarantine tickets to this event in Spartanburg, and we took we took them over there. We didn't call and ask for discounts or whatever. We went. We participated in it because I wanted them to hear about leadership. And once again, I just learned, you know what? It costs – if you want to grow as a leader, it's going to cost you something. Well, it sounds like the the first investment you made, for whatever reason you pulled the trigger on on the $120 a year, 
And over the next three years, you got you gained value from that. Absolutely. And so you knew uh, you needed to help your leaders that were with you about to plant the church grow. And so you saw it again, not as an expense, but as an investment, because you already saw the benefit. Absolutely. Now, let's let's flip that uh, question on its head. Did you ever miss out on an opportunity because you weren't willing to pay the price? You know, Shane, I looked at that um, question, and I really, really, really thought about it. And I, I honestly can say I've always been willing to buy the book, attend the conference, pay for somebody else to go to the conference. Um, I can tell you about a time where I almost missed out. Tell me about it. Uh, it was um, I was wanting to go to a roundtable that Bill Hobbles was hosting. And it was, um, it was in Michigan, and it was a very expensive roundtable. And it was him and two other guys, um, uh, Henry Cloud, and another guy whose who's, um, focus was more health and nutrition. And, man, I just I was like, man, I don't know if I should go. I don't know if I should pay that money. And I decided not to go. And literally, this is true, mm-hmm. the next morning I just happened to be reading through the Scriptures, and I got to Proverbs chapter 4. And Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 through 7 says this, Get wisdom, get understanding. And notice there, it doesn't say it's going to come to you. It tells you to go get it. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not, verse 6, do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Verse 7, wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it cost you all you have, get understanding. And I made a decision once again that day. You know what? I've never invested in trying to grow and trying to learn as a leader that it did not benefit me for the long term. Once again, I didn't it's it's not about paying the money. It's about making the investment. And I look back at that particular roundtable, some of the stuff that I learned, and it was invaluable that I mean I, I just can't imagine what it would have been like to not go. But it was tempting to not pay the price. Yeah, because obviously the more you want to grow, the higher the price you might have to pay, like Absolutely. you just said. And it does become an issue where you have to consider it. But I can say just being on this side of of that trip for you and you coming back some of the things you brought back from that really helped set the course at that time in the church's life and so again whatever price was paid we've already seen the benefit from it i don't think in that you could say that price was a low price to pay from what you gained absolutely just for our church from that um speaking of you we've talked about personal things you've done i'm curious because i know there were times early on in the ministry of new spring church where you had to, to pay a high price to grow as a leader uh, also grow the people around you uh, when there really wasn't much to pay with. Right. Uh, walk our listeners through a few of those times. Yeah. Um, 2001, the fall of 2001, somebody handed me a bulletin from this church in Texas called Fellowship Church. I'd never heard of Fellowship Church, and the bulletin blew me away. I'd never seen a bulletin that cool, um, a church bulletin. Most of them were horrible. And uh, and so I went online back when we had dial-up, mm-hmm. and... Um, looked up Fellowship Church and was blown away. I was just blown away by the website, and I saw they had a conference. And so um, I decided to take the staff to, out there. Now, I think there was four paid staff members and two uh, volunteer staff members, so it was six of us total. And, um, you know, I, I just I just registered for the conference, and I wasn't even thinking, oh, my gosh, we got to pay to get out there. Well, this was after 9-11, so it was pretty cheap to fly. And so Delta on Expedia, I found Delta running – um, $99 round-trip flights out of Atlanta to anywhere in the United States. And so I called Delta to make sure that was true, and they said it was true. And so I booked six tickets. I didn't even ask the staff could they go. Um, I just book, I just knew everybody's name, and we flew out there. Um, 
we got two motel rooms, one for the guys, one for the girls. Um, it like it, and it was not the nice motel. We got we got the rental car that you know when going uphill, we all had to get out and push. I mean, it was crazy, but man, we paid the price and we grew and it, it impacted me so much that the next year, I think we took twelve or thirteen people, um, and it cost a lot of money. But in order for somebody to see something. Sometimes you can't tell it to them. They've got to see it with their own eyes. For example, when we were building our house, Lucretia, my wife, she was trying to describe to me what the rooms would look like, and I would be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, when it when the walls went up and the paint went up and all the decorations went up, I went, oh, okay, I can see it now because I'm in it. Some people can't see it until they're in it, and you've got to pay the price to get them there. I don't care how much you preach, how much you scream, how much you cast vision you got to take people to where it is, show it to them, and they go, oh, yeah, I get it now. And so I look at the price we paid to go to that conference, and it listen, it's money invested. It was not money spent because it served us well. Well, you mentioned one. My next question was what, what was the benefit you saw right away to paying the price for that? And you mentioned just being able to have everybody there to see what you saw so you didn't yep. have to translate that. What? Were any other benefits you can think of that were immediate benefits to investing in that? Well, what happens when you're in an environment that is contagious, like like C3 was when we were going um, back in 2002 and, and 2003, is, um, you know, I took 12 people, but those 12 people came back and impacted everybody in their area. They're telling people about it. They're telling people about what they learned. They're telling people about you know what they saw. They're telling people about what they think they can do to take their area of ministry to the next level. And so it wasn't just the 12 people that went that were impacted. That literally, I mean, I look back, I, that literally impacted our entire church. It was kind of like instead of one big bonfire, it was 12 little wildfires that got started. And before we knew it, Man, our church was well in 2002. That's the year we went from 500 to 1600 in six weeks, and I attribute a, a lot of that to we were willing to pay the price to go out and figure out what we had to do and what had to take place. And and you know it. Listen, that stuff just doesn't happen overnight. You got to be willing to pay the price. So that was in 2002, and right. here we are at the beginning of 2012. And I'm just curious: Are you still seeing dividends from that early trip? Uh, that you invested in those 12 people. Yes, I'm still seeing dividends. I still see the, some of the people that went on that trip are still, you know, digging in, learning from other people. I think one of the things, Shane, that that trip did for us is it set a posture of we're always going to be in a state of learning. And so no matter how long you've been on staff, um, no matter how long you've been in your area, we're going to try to our best to learn from everybody that we come in contact with. And so um, the, the other thing it did for us, Shane, is it, you know, we don't, we don't sit around and argue, argue and bicker over our conference budget every year. I mean, if our, our musicians want to go to a worship conference, we're going to send them. If our video guys want to go to a video conference, we send them. If our, you know, artsy guys want to go to an artsy conference, well, we, we don't send them because they sit around and draw and cry and write poetry <laughs> all the time. But you, you know what I'm saying? We, we don't really, but on the flip side, our guys aren't asking to go to, we don't we don't have conference junkies in our church. We don't have the people you're going to see them at every conference um and they've got on, you know, the same outfit or the outfit that you had on at the last conference. I mean, it's 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 the people that are like, "You know what? This is the one thing I want to go to this year. 
because I think it will literally help propel me to the next level in my walk and in my ministry. What I'm hearing you say, too, is just from the standpoint of being the senior leader, you saw the, the importance of investing in your growth, but also investing in the return on investment to those around you. So for the leaders out there, out there that are listening, talk about for a second, not just them investing or paying the price for them to grow, but how important it is for them to, to encourage or empower uh, the people around them to be able to pay the price to learn. Absolutely. I've seen in ministry sometimes, and it's a little bit unfortunate, a lot of pastors that are passionate about them growing as leaders, but they're not passionate about their staff growing as a leader. But what pastors don't understand is if your worship leader grows as a leader, you win. If your children's pastor grows as a leader, you win. It, it Like, everybody wins. Um, you know, when the church was small, I wanted to go to every conference that I could. And as the church began to increase, not only did, did I realize I didn't need to go to every conference, I didn't want to go to every conference. Like... Um, you know, there, there was a – I joke, but there was an arts conference. I think you actually went to that conference. I did. I'd rather have my head set on fire <laughs> and put out with a sledgehammer than attend, attend an artsy conference. But that's awesome for some people that wear scarves and skinny jeans. They need to know that people love them. And so, that I mean, but, you know, but you got, that was beneficial for you guys. You guys went up there. It was awesome. You came back. It was wonderful. And uh, so leaders need to be willing to – have a conference budget, not just for them, but just for, for the people they serve with, too. Well, I was just thinking, too, you know, leaders are learners. We hear that a lot. But also leaders are magnets, and leaders are replicators. I mean, if you grow people around you, if you're growing, you are going to attract other leaders. They're going to grow. They're going to attract more leaders. They're going to grow. And so just the investment into yep. one key leader or a group of key leaders, is gonna, you're going to end up attracting more and more and more. So more than an investment just in that person or in that group of people, it's an investment, investment into your entire church. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, when, At the time we went to that arts conference, I think there was four of us. And now if you were to count up everybody, every volunteer, every musician that's involved in our uh, creative uh, department of our church, it's hundreds. Yep. And so, you know, little investments like that pay off uh, right down the line. Well, I know that we've been talking about paying the price uh, for leadership, and I- I'm just curious, uh, from your vantage point, is this just practical, practical leadership thoughts, or does, and you've already shared one scripture, but it, does the Bible have something to say about paying the price for leadership? Well, you know, all through scripture, we see the example of if you want to, do, and I alluded to this at the beginning, if you want to do something great, it, you're going to have to pay a price. When God took, I mean, you go all the way back to, good gosh, Genesis 6, when God came to Noah, he didn't say, hey, um, I'm going to build this ark for you. He said, hey, I know you're 500 years old <clears throat> and you're, you're already drawing some retirement and, you know, you've got your 401k set up there, but, hey, bro, I'm going to need you to build this big, humongous boat. And Noah had to pay a price. I mean, it, it didn't. I mean, it came with blood, sweat, and tears. You go, go to the book of Nehemiah. My gosh. Nehemiah did not show up and say, hey, I've got this great idea. He said, i got this great idea, and I've got a shovel in my hand, and I'm going to help build this wall, but you guys are going to do it with me. And they did it in 52 days. Um, you, go all the way through, you go all the way through the Bible, great leaders anywhere in Scripture were willing to pay a price. The Apostle Paul. Everybody admires the Apostle Paul. Oh, he wrote... You know, most of the New Testament, he did this. Yeah, but he paid a freaking price. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going into towns. He's preaching the gospel. He's getting the crud beat out of him. He's getting stoned. He's, I mean, he ultimately gave his life to preach the gospel. So 
all of that comes at a tremendous price. There's a physical price, there's an emotional price, there's a spiritual price, and there is a financial price mm-hmm. to grow and develop as a leader. And so uh, the, con- the context I hear you saying that in, whatever your situation, whatever price there is to pay, blood, sweat, and tears, money, whatever it is, you got to be willing to pay that price. Yep. Well, you're 20 years uh, plus into, into ministry, Perry, over 12 years leading this church. Uh, and you come a long way. Obviously, people are sitting there listening to your leadership podcast. Do you still have to pay the price to grow as a leader? Absolutely. If if I want to if I want to grow as a leader, um, well, I, you know, a trip I took not too long ago, and I try to take these trips frequently. But I was like, man, um, I named a couple pastors that I would love to spend some time with, and uh, contacted these guys. Um, they were both very generous. One guy was gave me a day. Um, one guy gave me half a day with his staff and then half a day with him. Um, but one was in California and one was in Washington state. And so I remember getting on a plane and taking one of our staff with us and traveling out there and spending a week, you know, traveling on, you know, staying in hotels and just sitting down with these guys with a journal and a pen and just asking questions and writing stuff down as fast as possible. And it wasn't even a second thought. It was like, I'm going to do that. Um, today, if I want a book, you, you, you have to buy the book. I mean, you, you know, you, you got to pay. The, I mean, I've literally met people going, well, I'm just not paying that much money for a book. I'm going, it's, it's 20 bucks, bro. It's 20, it's 20 bucks. That's, that's, that, well, that's a, what, one and a half movies or something like that. Yeah. One, if you get popcorn and a Coke. Um, and, and so even today I have to, you know, I have to pay the price. I, it, it's one of those things where if you ever come to the point where you're like, I'm not going to pay the price anymore, everything you're leading is going to come to a grinding halt. And Well, I say grinding halt. It may be a slow fade mm-hmm. um, because people are going to be able to tell long term if you've just gotten um, comfortable and you've shifted your whole church or your organization into cruise control. Yeah, there's only going forwards or backwards, right? You can't yeah. say the same. It's like riding a bike, man. You're going forward or you're going backwards. You can't stand still, and you know what? There's a physical price, like I said. I mean, it it's it's a it's a lot harder to recover from preaching on Monday at 40 than it was at 30. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an emotional price, there's a spiritual price, and a physical price. That those are prices that we are all called to pay. And at some point, if some point with some people, it just gets to be too much. They're like, well, I don't I don't know if I should do this. And the Apostle Paul said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Mm. If I only may finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me. And I'm like, that's what I want to be right there. I want to just consider my life worth nothing to me. Well, that's a great segue into a story I'd love for you to share with our listeners. Uh, Jacob Rimmel's story. Jacob is a, a church planner in Estonia. And Perry, I'm just going to stop right there and let you uh, tell about, uh, talk, tell our listeners about Jacob and the price he paid and kind of how that have we seen that pay off for him. Wow. Um, we did this roundtable uh, in the UK. Good gosh, Shane. was Two I, years ago. Two years ago. This is 2010, right? It was fall of 2010. And uh, it was free. We, we, we did a free roundtable for people in the UK. And we didn't do any advertisement other than blogs and Twitter and we just said, "Hey, if you want to come, it's going to be at uh, it's going to be at this church in this this particular time." And, and Milton Keynes is Milton Keynes Worship Center. They were right. so gracious to host us. I mean, they're they're just great. I love those guys over there. And so they uh, <clears throat> they hosted us and were so good to us. And and we had probably what sixty five people show yep, up. That's about right. Um, and so I, I there was this one guy there, and he was uh. 
he looked like a sponge. I mean, he's just soaking it in. He was writing stuff down. Like, I think I sneezed a couple times, and he wrote down sneeze. Um, I just – and so when we all broke for lunch, um, I sat at his table and uh, began talking to him and found out his name was Jacob. In fact, he's probably listening to this podcast right now. So, hey, Jacob, how you doing, buddy? Um, he he – um, I said, hey, man, what's your what's your deal? I said, where do you – where do you pastor? And he said, I pastor in Estonia. And I'd never heard of Estonia. I was like, where's, where's Estonia? And he, you know, he says former Soviet union. And he kind of explained to me and I was like, Oh, cool. That's awesome. I said, um, who's this with you? And he said, well, this is my sister. And you know, this is, and she was the worship leader. She's the worship leader. And, and had a couple other people with him. And, and, uh, I, I didn't know anything about Estonia. I didn't, I didn't know that 99% of the country doesn't know Jesus. Like 1% of the country knows Jesus. Um, Jacob had planted a church in a, in an area called Tartu, and he um, has a just a burden for the city, and uh, had at the time they what ninety people, 50, 60 people coming right. somewhere in that ballpark. Um, he found out that I was going to be in the UK. He he had followed me on the blog and Twitter and stuff, and so he told his parents for his birthday he wanted a ticket to the UK so he could come to the the roundtable. And his parents bought him a ticket and his sister a ticket for his birthday. That's what he got for his birthday. They flew over there, and you remember this, Shane, because I was blown away. They didn't have the money for a hotel room. So they flew to the U.K. They all spent the night in the airport. They somehow got transportation to where they were, and they sat there and soaked it up like sponges. And I remember crying. Like, we, I was like, this guy – and he's – I think he was, was he 20, 21, 22 he was, years old? He was, I think, maybe 20. At yeah, 20 time. years old, church planner. Um, everybody on his lead team was between the ages of 16 and 24 yeah. because the older generation, you know, communism had basically stolen them away from right. Christianity. And so that generation is the generation that has to do something over there. And I'm sitting there going, all right, here's a kid that got on a plane, spent the night. And so I'm talking to him. I was like, so when are you going back? And he said, we're going back tonight. And I said, no, no, when's your, when's your plane fly out? And he said, the plane flies out tomorrow. And I was like, um, so where are you staying tonight? And he was like, we're going to go back and stay in the airport. And they didn't even have to change the clothes. They're just staying in the airport. And I'm going, this guy right here is going to do great things for God. And he has. He has. He is, he is doing great things for the Lord right now. We actually... <coughs> Excuse me, I gotta quit smoking. We actually um, flew him over here last year for Unleash. I was so moved. We flew him and his dad, Mago, who is um, a great, great man of God. And actually, Jacob's grandfather is a pastor over there, and and then his father was a pastor. It goes a long way back, and um, fascinating stories to sit and talk to these men of God. Who Jacob's grandfather was kicked out of two universities for preaching the gospel by the communists, and it's just an unbelievable story. But we got to go over there last year and see Jacob's church with our own eyes, and the things that they're doing for the Lord in Estonia, uh, 3D Church, absolutely blew our minds. We were able to participate in a, a rally, an evangelism rally that they put together, and they had over 225, 230 people show up. For Estonia, that's a big deal. Huge. And, uh, man, I, I think I dehydrated the whole time I was over there because I just wept because to see that church make that much progress, but it all starts with a leader that says, for my birthday this year, I want a ticket to go to a leadership event, and I'm going to spend the night in, a, in an airport, and I don't have any money for a motel, 
And I'm not even taking a change of clothes. I'm just taking a journal and a pen, and I'm going to soak up as much as possible. And I, I saw that, and I'm like, God's going to bless that guy right there. And I come back to America, and we got people calling going, can, can I have a th- – I, I don't have $39. And I'm like, you're probably calling on your iPhone from Starbucks sipping a latte with your MacBook in your lap. Like, don't tell me you don't have it. I th- it, it the, one of the reasons you don't have it is because you're sitting around whining and complaining about the fact that you don't have it. If you don't have it, go get it. Go get it. This is America, the land of opportunity. Go get it if you don't have it. Because if you don't have it, hey, listen, if you don't have it, you can't lead it. And, right. and you and tweet that. You can write that down. Because at the end of the day, um, leaders pay a price, and great leaders are willing to pay a great price. Yeah, that, that's the you know my follow-up question to that is just the reality is your story, Jacob's story, many others out there um, – prove out that leaders just simply don't make excuses no you can either make excuses or make a difference you can't do both i um i've seen leaders go well when we get this well when you know when we get a building well good gosh what do you do with rick warren i mean you read purpose-driven church i think there's a line in there that they said uh for a while, they said, we're the church that if you can find us, you can meet with us. I mean, they didn't have a building for 10 years, and uh, they grew. So you don't need it. Well, when we get more staff, well, if you get more staff, it's not going to grow you if you can't use what you have right now. Well, when we get more money, well, why don't you just thank God for what he's put in your hands right now and just use it for his glory? Um, like if you're If we're always running around complaining about what we don't have, then we're not thankful for what we do have. Mm-hmm. And if we're not thankful for what we do have, we will not steward what we have well. And so I think the I think the key here is just to be very thankful for what we have, be good stewards, because Jesus has said, if I can trust you with a little, I can trust you with much. But why in the world would I trust you with a whole bunch if I can't trust you with a very little that I've given you in the first place? I think that's really the key to what you're saying, Perry, that this is a stewardship issue. This Absolutely. This is a, a trust issue. Are you going to trust in... And what you have, are you going to trust in what God's told you to do? You know, I, I get so frustrated when I hear people say, well, when we have blank, we will do blank. Yes. And you've got the Lord, God's Word, you've got His promises, and you don't move on it. And so I love hearing you say that, that the leaders just, they don't make excuses. They take what they've got. There's stewardship over what they have, trust in the Lord, and He's promised to do so many things with that. And so it's really a trust issue uh, more than anything, it seems to me. In Acts 1, you don't see the early church sitting around complaining about what they didn't have. Well, we don't have support, and the government's against us, and the people are against us, and the religious people are against us, and we don't have a lot of money. They had the Word of God, they had the Holy Spirit, and they were absolutely convinced with 100% assurity that Jesus Christ had rose from the dead. It's, all, it's pretty much all they needed. Yep. Pretty much we're here today because they had those three things. And everybody else can have that, too. <laughs> yeah. It, open your eyes. That's right. You've got it. Well, I really think that's a that's a good place sort of to, to wrap up this thought on, on leadership and the price that it that you have to pay to, to grow as a leader. Uh, but before we leave, Perry, I just want to give you one more opportunity to share any final thoughts on, on this subject or anything else you'd like to share. You know, I, I want leaders to make a difference. I, I really do believe God's called people to leadership to make a difference, not make excuses. And so, listen, at the end of the day, spend the money for the book. Spend the money to go to the conference. Spend the money to go to the roundtable. Spend the, spend the time it takes to read the book. Invest in your staff going to places because at the end of the day, you don't lose. You don't lose. One more time, get wisdom whatever 
it cost. That's what the Bible says. So I'm just going to go with that. And some people can, some people can disagree with that. And I can, I can see why you would want to disagree with it because once again, we live in America, the entitled nation where we think everything should just be handed to us. But you show me, you show me any great church or any great organization in this country. I can take you to a leader or a group of leaders that have said, we're going to pay the price and we don't care what it costs. That's right. Well, with that, we're really grateful you guys uh, tuned in today or downloaded us or however you're listening to us today. Thank you again for uh, listening in on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, and we will see you guys next month.